His career began with system engineering rockets with an undergraduate aerospace degree at IIST and then managing research as a manager scientist at RLV project with ISRO. He learned the tough lessons from the giants on connecting systems and that these vehicles don't go up with 99% engineering. Thus, putting in 100% and solving for dependency with disparate data sets remains central to his problem-solving approach. He's currently working on larger issue of climate change and helping that cause by creating a mass-affordable zero-carbon electric car. He foresees a world connected by a single tree of human knowledge and to make education accessible to all at the press of a button. In today's episode, let us learn more about Gagan Agarwal's career journey and get his insights on the topic that is closer to my heart as I am always fascinated about the unlimited. Stay tuned. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series, the guiding voice for a better future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees, and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with the industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, Naveen Samala, and with my co-host, Sudhakar Naganla. So folks, I'm going to reveal the topic, which is so fascinating. And the topic is deep tech, satcom, and rockets. And we're pleased to have Gagan part of our TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Gagan, welcome to TGV. Can we get started? Absolutely. Thank you, Naveen Sudhakar. Pleasure to be here. I'd love to talk to you guys about a bunch of things. Let's get started. Oh, thank you. Pleasure is ours to host you and thank you for taking time. I'm sure our audience are going to love every bit of this unlimited. Yeah, love, love, love the word that you use, unlimited. Super. Um, looking forward to it. Let's get to it. Hey, Gagan, can we talk briefly about your career journey and top couple of key milestones that helped you reach to your current position? Okay. So journey, I was always interested in um, astrophysics and um, aerospace. And um, back in 2008, IST, the International Institute of Space Science and Technology, has just done uh, one year. Um, and we were the second batch to come in. So we were sort of fortunate to have landed in that institute, which was uh, put together by ISRO. Studied aerospace there. Uh, BSSE was building bigger rockets. We... As a bunch of students said, well, if you're going to build uh, bigger rockets, we'll at least build some smaller ones. Um, so we went there, did internships, did, did a whole bunch of R&D that we, we did not know much about in the earlier stages and then started to learn very, very quickly, uh, which is what really happens with an academia industrial partnership. Eventually managed to launch that rocket uh, about in 2012, uh, May 11 to 16 kilometers. 25 students, a whole lot of scientists, a whole lot of faculty uh, together. Worked with ISRO for three years, reusable launch vehicle technology project on multiple technologies. Studied in France on a little bit of space business, small stint in Luxembourg, then with an American company, Northern Sky Research on 
writing market research reports, uh, understanding what the space markets are going to do over the next 10 years, where money is going to be made, consulting a whole lot of people. And I made the switch finally back to building stuff, which, which is something I'm most passionate about uh, right about in January 2021 this year. Joining ISRO, space business, marketing research in space area, switching to building some fascinating stuff, thereby helping the overall globe, especially on this climate change. Amazing. So, Gagan, many folks aspire to work for organizations like ISRO, right? So what was yeah. your experience like? So we, we, we experienced this so much before because we, we were in an institute established by ISRO. And um, the experience, for me at least, was very intense because we were trying to build a rocket from day one, uh, even before getting into ISRO. Having gotten into ISRO, of course, there are much bigger structures, 16,000 people, like any other organization. Of course, this is an R&D organization, so you do go fundamentally uh, over designing systems from scratch understanding those systems, how do they work, how do the redundancies go, these are rockets we talk about, what are the failure points, thousands and millions of them. And then finally, sort of also figure out how do you navigate through those labyrinth government structures to get stuff done as any government organization, right? So it's a very interesting and unique experience. It, and it uh, And it's one of the very few organizations in India, and we know where R&D is in India. It's a poor state for given how much of a percentage of GDP we spend on R&D. But if you're in ISRO, you get exposed to a lot of different technologies. And that sort of matures you as an engineer to take on any problem that, that you'd want in the future. That seems to be a, quite a lot of intense experience, right? From designing the systems, understanding millions of failure points, coming up with redundancy, and at the same time, gaining exposure to multiple technologies. Journey seems to be quite intense as well as learning at the same time. Now, talking about the second part of our conversation, about the latest technologies, what's this deep tech domain all about? How can someone get started, Gagan? Right, deep tech is as any uh, prefix with tech, uh, a more a more Silicon Valley name, um, where you are trying to solve a problem which is very much still in a laboratory or a technology phase most of the times. So either you are writing a deep learning algorithm, um, which is where generally a lot of deep tech words are called, or you're trying to do some moonshots. You're trying to build a rocket. You're trying to satellite how can someone get started well number one you you got to be able to uh, understand one core area in tech deeply be super passionate about it and you want to innovate in it. most of the deep tech domain attracts phds who have such deep expertise for us for our team we we have a whole lot of space and space materials expertise which we are now using uh, towards building electric vehicles as far as getting started hey if you have the passion just go for it um, nobody's stopping you of course the ecosystem right now in india is not super conducive there are so there are startups coming so in another five years, I think it would be much easier to also start to uh, find out your co-founders if you don't have them today to have investors in investing in deep tech. 
uh, which today, if you ask me, is still fairly sort of educating the market towards deep tech. Mm-hmm. That seems to be quite interesting. Like trying to solve a problem which is still in the laboratory stage, right? And uh, also, you mentioned about focusing on a particular area and diving deep into it. This seems to be very fascinating, and the opportunities are unlimited. Thank you for sharing those insights. Now, talking a bit about satcom domain, right? You said you have done some sort of research, market analysis, and all. So, can you share with our audience? briefly about satcom domain and what kind of opportunities are there for those who want to start up in that space right so satcom domain with satellite communications it is called in the formative years was more distribution broadcast uh, dth and more so now going to data connectivity uh, not just in the order of mbps uh, but gbps and uh, very soon tbps with a whole bunch of constellations coming so for opportunities right of the bat no startup can come and launch a whole lot of these constellations but of course you can build very specific uh, say optical antenna for it you can build certain ground systems certain software to work on the cloud that enables this connectivity smoother and faster more so in the earth observation domain if we if we take uh, the other side of things where the data you're pushing down to the ground segment are images rather than the communication bits so in general the opportunity is only starting to coming come by uh, for startups in the satcom domain it has been a billionaires business or the big boys business and uh, we we see as the space policy gets strengthened in india india also opens up more more startups getting into the domain they've already started getting into the earth observation domain so gagan you know we talked about the deep tech domain we talked about satcom domain and in the introduction you know what we could gather is that you are also building an affordable electric car talk to us about what you are planning to do how is it different from what is there available in the market already absolutely so in the market what you see is cars that there are certain cars which are new which are not really built from scratch the platforms that uh, tata mg or others have introduced in india and then you have customers in the car and feeling anxious about it and the price is already too high so if you take the best car in the market say mg zs uh, it's about uh, realistically 300 uh, to 340 kilometers of range and um, on on the best possible conditions of the road and um, it costs about 35 to 40000 dollars so this is something where we see the adoption being low and that is exactly what we want to push uh, to be able to get to a certain zero carbon uh, mobility landscape 5 uh, to 8 years down the line so for what we are theorizing with uh, space materials and uh, other innovation that we are going to be able to build a less than $20000 electric car uh, which will give 500 km range on an 85% battery level uh, tested on european standard so it will actually give what we say it will give on a range basis and that because this is less than $20000 it would be able to appeal to at least 10 to 20% of india's population below 15 lakhs uh, very soon we also have plans to bring out a $10000 car and a $10000 electric car you have to understand is it charges at about rupee 1 to 1.5 at your home per kilometer versus about 7 to 8 rupees per kilometer that you currently pay for petrol or diesel uh, which is going to increase to about 10 to 12 rupees in in the future very very soon so this is this is something 
that should revolutionize the, the, the way we look at electric vehicles, the way we look at affordability and range anxiety. And uh, we, we've been working on that for the last eight months. Wow, that is uh, radically different, right? First of Absolutely. all, producing less than $20,000 or less than $10,000 electric car to start with. Then giving the return on investment quickly to the customer because compared to 6 or 7 rupees per kilometer today, vis-a-vis 1, 1.5 rupees per kilometer. So it is like win-win. And the best part about it is it is covering about 300 plus kilometers like you mentioned. And no carbon footprint at all so this is like everyone wins right in this whole game i absolutely so i wouldn't say zero carbon footprint right from the get-go but that's our end goal so a bit more circular economy recycling recyclability with battery and the car so we should be able to get there by about 2028-2030 right off the bat we'll, we'll still be in some carbon but hopefully there are more creative ways to reduce that carbon yeah, that sounds amazing, in fact. So, Gagan, this conversation has been very wonderful and uh, very interesting, very informative as well. But let's add some spice to the episode. Okay, wherein I'm yeah. going to ask you a few interesting rapid-fire questions in case if you are okay. Sure, sure. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So, let me go ahead with the first bullet out of the rapid-fire. What is the most adventurous thing that you have done so far, Gagan? I think I'm I'm about to. <laughs> Give me another couple of years, maybe maybe uh, climb a big, big old mountain. Um, I've only climbed hills and treks, uh, not the big ones. G- give me some time. Sure. Maybe in our next episode, by the time you'll be done with that. Sure. So with that, let me move on to the next one. What is your favorite failure, Gagan? I'm generally bad at giving exams. I think exams have been my pain since a very, very long time. And I was always pushed by my family. Oh, well, why haven't you got the first rank? And I'm like, well, isn't second rank good enough? Come on, guys. But uh, that's not a failure, right? So, But but uh, the failure stems from the fact that I really did very bad in my GMAX. And I was always super uh, crass about it. Like, Damn, all my friends are getting such high scores. Why not me? So I think this is where we, we look at different types of intelligence in a person out of the eight intelligence that experts theorize and i don't think i'm very good at uh, this exam taking part okay yeah i think that's a common thing especially when we are in childhood and all it's something that exam time is a real test time and i can (laughs) completely concur with you yeah moving on i think this is a question to a person who is so amused by space rockets and cars so tell me gagan what has been a hidden talent that no one knows about you i don't think there is a hidden talent bro i mean i think most people around me know that uh, I, I love to play music, whether it's tabla or drums. But maybe one hidden talent that lesser people know about is I, I can dance a bit of bachata. Oh. And I, I also cook a lot. But they are not really talents. They're just everyday things in life. So I, I wouldn't say much too about hidden. Okay, fair enough. Moving on to the next one. What has been a question on your mind for which you have never got an answer so far? It has been a childhood question. It's been the when does time start and when does time end? If um, I can, I haven't been able to understand the whole end to end about relativity yet and how space time works with respect to a big bang and a big crunch. But even after having understood that on the surface, I'm I'm super unclear about when does time start and when does time end. Hopefully, some someday soon I will I'll be able to understand or grasp that answer. Properly. Absolutely. I'm hoping you'll find it very soon. With, that brings me to the last one for the rapid fire, Gagan. What is one message that you would like to give to your own younger version? Yeah, you know, got a contemplate on this, but there are a bunch of messages actually. So I think 
coming from indian middle class families we've always known got to good at studies if you are in engineering you want well that you want to be able to build from fundamental principles and essentially you want to be able to build complex systems no matter what so that's there but nobody teaches you the importance of people and relationship navigating this world with with all sorts of people that you meet um, so i think one one thing would definitely be cultivating relationships but also keeping them so i i've cultivated a lot of relationships but i haven't necessarily kept them you know so going through the difficult times is something of of a skill that must be learned early wow that's quite uh, amazing so thank you so much for uh, your awesome answers as part of this rapid fire round this has been fantastic rapid fire and with that i would like to hand over the session back to mainstream over to sudhakar thank you navin and uh, gagan that has been an interesting rapid fire i must say you know very philosophical from science i think we touched the borders and sometimes we crossed the borders of philosophical <laughs> you know aspects yeah yeah so gagan you know this has been a phenomenal conversation so far i would want to sum it up and conclude with one final question for this session what would be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers right well i mean it depends i mean what's your career right i mean if it's deep tech there is a certain advice if it's not there's a certain advice i guess i might not be the best person to advise but uh, in general being able to build in your format formative stages rather than rather than consulting or rather than taking up roles which are support roles is quite important in the later stages of life when you are anyways going to do all of that anyways going to manage people you can and manage technologies etc etc so initial years should go into building stuff ideally um because india as a community has hasn't seen that we we are way too much of a service community so i i would i would like to see that uh, another part is hey go out there and network network as much as you can talk to as many uh, disparate sets of people as you can because everyone gives you a different perspective and that collective exposure i think gives you maturity that, that's about it cool so building in uh, formative years and network from disparity of sets of people so that you get the diversified perspectives into your life yes yeah in yes. it amazing so gagan thank you so much for your time today we really appreciate you taking time and it has been a roller coaster discussion talking about uh, deep tech satcom rockets unlimited space zero carbon footprint and uh, we talked about philosophical thoughts so it has been an amazing one i would say and i'm sure our audience are going to love every bit of this thank you for your time and we really appreciate you being part of the guiding voice journey where we are trying to influence positively the audience we really appreciate you taking time for us absolutely absolutely the pleasure is mine after talk and you you guys are awesome with what you're doing keep doing that love to talk more in the future offline of course <laughs> cheers cheers <laughs> all right it was pleasure hosting you gagan and thanks again for being part of tgv's journey in shaping the lives and careers of millions across the globe all right so listeners let's move on to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about gamers do you know what is the average age of gamers i know you are thinking let me tell you the answer the average age of gamers 
in the united states is about 35 interesting isn't it thank you so much for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned and before you go away here is a message from our side in case if you have liked this episode we request you to share and socialize about the guiding voice podcast with at least 3 of your friends or colleagues or family members who could benefit out of these sessions that way we will be able to spread the good and the bad part of the tgv with wider audience and will be closer to the mission of shaping the lives and careers of millions across the globe thank you so much in advance take care be safe until next time bye bye and we are signing off for today see you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest